episode 172. Smarter Parenting welcomes you to our podcast series, The Parenting Coach for ADHD. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. My name is Siope, and I'm happy you're joining me wherever you may be. Now, today's going to be a little bit different as I address a concern a parent had in regards to using the skills, specifically effective praise. So we'll be talking about this concern that this parent had, but I also felt it was important to talk about the skills that we teach on smarter parenting, where they come from, and the importance of why these skills work. So I'm going to start off by just pointing out the question that I had from a parent coaching session last week. And the question was this, how can I enhance my overall use of effective praise with my child? I'm using all the steps. I just want to make it more meaningful for both him and I to connect. There are a lot of things you can do to enhance effective praise that makes it more powerful when you give the praise. And I didn't realize that this was something that I knew how to do because I had done it for so long that other people didn't know or didn't take into consideration. Now, on the website, we obviously give you the steps, things that you need to do. That is the technical part. But there is also a very artistic side to using the skills. And when I say artistic, it means how you make it fit with the child that you're working with. So during this coaching session, we discuss this. In what ways can this parent help connect with their child when they're using effective praise more effectively than just going through the steps? And I started to explore with uh, this family how they could use effective praise, the steps, but also use how close they are to the child when they're speaking, the tone of voice that they're using when they're speaking to their child, using effective praise eye contact, being on the same level so their eyes are all matched on the same level, smiling. I mean, all of these are body language items that are not listed as steps in the skill, but that are essential to enhancing the delivery of the skill of effective praise. So with this family, we came up with a few different things that they can try to enhance this. One of them had to do with how close they were and how loud they spoke. So how close they were to the child when they praised the child. With uh, their child, we made it a deliberate decision for them to be next to their child as close as they can on level and that they would be touching their child on the shoulder and letting them know they did a good job. That tactile feeling of a hand on their shoulder saying, good job, good job for the positive behaviors that their child has had. So we made that a more deliberate piece in addition to following the steps to the skill of effective praise. Now, we also use tone of voice. So what I wanted was for them to actually change the volume of their voice when they were giving the effective praise. Instead of making praise really loud, actually make it soft. Soft as if they're reading a lullaby story or... um singing a lullaby or reading a bedtime story to a child. Keep it soft and gentle and make eye contact. So we added on, in addition to the steps of effective praise, things they could do in order to enhance the effective praise. 
Now, each parent and each child is going to be different in this approach. And that's the beauty of the teaching family model. We can give you the steps, which is the technical part of it, the things that you should include in effective praise or effective communication or decision making. Now, the artistic side comes from you as a parent. In what ways can you reach your child more effectively by using these steps? And really, the most successful parents are able to balance out the two. They can be both artistic in their delivery of how to present these skills, and they are also technical because they know each of the steps along the way. So as you go about your journey in helping your children change their behaviors, think very carefully about your own delivery. Think of the way that you present the skills to your children, the way that you emphasize certain things, the way that you talk about certain things, how you do it, where you do it. Those types of things make a huge difference in whether or not we're connecting with our children or not. Now, the other thing that I wanted to cover during this podcast was how this model, the teaching family model and the skills that we have are being used around the world. I have gone to the conferences for the Teaching Family Association, which manages all the agencies or different entities that use this model. And these agencies are all around the world. Australia, New Zealand, uh, in Europe, Canada, the United States. There are a lot of different agencies that use this approach because of its respect for culture and also its respect for letting an artistic side, for example, be a part of their way of dealing with difficult behaviors. And so I see it being done in different cultures, but I also see it being done in different populations. It's a care facility for older seniors where they are using the teaching family model, following instructions, uh, modeling behavior, making decisions. And these are by the care workers, caretakers of these elderly seniors who they are able to work with. You know, they can help them regroup and help them do better in their environment. Specifically, if they have a a resident who is out of control, they can work with them on following instructions and on calming down techniques. So the skills themselves are really beneficial in different populations. There's one agency as well that uses a teaching family model for their population that they service, and that is for special needs children. So they do some adapting of how they deliver the skills. The skill steps are the same. The technical pieces are the same. However, the artistic side in dealing with this particular group is adjusted to meet their needs. So, and they've been using the teaching family model for years with their population in helping children with special needs. We had during one of the conferences, a group from New Zealand And they were looking for a treatment model that would be respectful for their culture, the Maori culture. And in talking to them, they had gone through so many different programs, and they found that the teaching family model was the one that was most respectful for their cultural needs. And again, we give them the technical pieces. These are the things that need to be included in your effective praise or your decision-making. And There's an artistic side where you bring your identity into the arrangement and the relationship 
that can make all the difference. And it's a combination of these two that really make things successful. So I wanted to share this with you because I think it's an important topic for parents to think about. You can do and follow instructions to the T, but unless you have an artistic side to it or a side to it that is personalized, that then is less effective. You, you have to have that other side. You have to have that artistic side to recognize, in what ways am I going to make this mine and make it fit for my child? So I challenge you, choose a skill, find a way that you can connect individually with your child and use it and see the changes happening in their lives. That's it for me this week, and I hope you have a great week. And uh, I will be looking forward to sharing more information with you in the future. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye.